Previously on Quest Friends Forever. I'm Foster Grant. Great to meet you. Yeah, I'm seeking the overgod in knowledge for either, you know, a sign or a blessing. And you have entered the Pantheon. I'm going to walk over to Feast. Standing there, you see a gnome. Feast at your service. We were in remedy for the Harvest Festival, your Harvest Festival, and everybody disappeared. Quick question, and I think I know the answer. When you were there, how many remedies were there? Because now there's two. I can see a remedy that is deserted, and I can see a remedy full of people. Nobody noticed, but while you guys were walking over to the feast, Val was perplexed and walked over to Love. And you hear a voice, Val, in your mind. No heart, but still wants to love. And Val, you have received a blessing from the overgod of Uh-oh. love. Small issue. Darkness has possessed a mortal downstairs. We don't have to kill this person, right? Basically, just stop them. The man known as Foster Grant has his arms raised to the sky, casting spheres of pitch black magical darkness into the air to block out the sun. Uh, Stephanie, you're going to be first. Let me just get ready here. Jared, you're going to be second, just so you know. So get ready for that. Okay, thank you. Do we have cool fight music? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yep. (laughs) It'll It'll be on. It'll be in post. Just imagine Final Fantasy in your head. Exactly. Stephanie, are you ready? Um. Yeah. How big is that darkness in the sky? So he's cast multiple of them. It's a fifteen-foot sphere. So he's got a bunch of them. We'll say he's got like a kind of a flat disc, basically, in the sky. A disc of spheres um it is currently he's got four of them out so it's like a 60 foot sphere blocking out the sun above all of you okay so i'm gonna cast daylight okay if any of the spells area overlap with any area of darkness created by a third level spell or lower that spell that created the darkness is dispelled so you you're casting it at what level well it's a third level spell it is okay Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure because darkness is uh, is not. So uh, yeah, so um, go ahead, go ahead and do that. Okay, then I'll just cast it. I'll cast it in the sky then. Like above the the darkness layer right now, you're gonna shoot it kind of up through that. Yeah, a sixty foot radius sphere of light. So I'll cast it in the middle of that, and then that will also presumably come down to the ground and stuff. So I'm trying to dispel his shit. No, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a very good choice because it works perfectly. Uh, you cast this daylight up into the sky, and it instantly uh, the the darkness kind of just like wilts almost, which is weird because it's not physical. But you see it kind of like it just kind of erases itself, and all the darkness is gone. And uh, as this bright sunlight, uh, this magical sunlight, we should say, uh, appears in addition to the actual regular sunlight of it being daytime because it's still early afternoon in this place. The man currently known as Foster Darkness uh, shields his eyes with both hands all of a sudden and kind of lets out one of those, those like hisses. He goes, <laughs> and he's uh, absolutely shielding his eyes. And he looks very upset by this development. You know what would help with that? Sunglasses? Some sunglasses, yeah. Yeah. Too bad he, he, he probably threw them down. Uh, Jared, you're up. Okay. 
how close are we again? Where are we standing? You're just... 50 feet below him. We're 50 feet below him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use some good old classic chromatic orb. I'm going to shoot an acid orb directly at his nose. Cool. Roll for it. Okay. Oh, that sucks. Um, With the plus, it's an eight. Oh, yeah. That's not going to work. What kind no. of uh, orb was it? It was acid. So you uh, fire up this acid orb at Foster Darkness, and even though he is shielding his eyes, he's able to lean to the side, and this orb goes sailing over his head into the sky and lands probably somewhere behind him. So somewhere is just going to get hit by an acid orb, but yeah. that's a problem for someone else at a different time. Oops. What? Collateral damage. Uh, that brings us to Foster Darkness's turn. So Foster Darkness, or Darkness Grant, what have you, takes his hands down and is like still kind of squinting, like, ah, ah, bright. You know, like that when you first walk out of the house for the first time on a bright day and you're like, ah, ah. He's got that kind of vibe going. And he is annoyed, so he casts a spell called Shadow of Moil. Oh, no. And from the ground, you all see flame-like shadows wreathe his body. And he is suddenly a little bit uh, harder to see, you noticed. And that is all you can tell for now. He's got like, it's like he's on fire, but the fire is shadows, which is okay. uh, very cool looking. Trust me. And for his other action, what? he's going he's gonna to cast another spell. As he is engulfed in these uh, sh- flamey shadows, shadowy flames, whatever, you see uh, some, of the, some of the shadows slide down to his right hand and f- take the form of a blade. He is now holding a shadow blade in his right hand. And it, again, looks cool as all hell. And Damn. he, again, hisses. <laughs> Which brings us to Val's turn. I don't suppose this new captivating touch thing I got from the love god is a bonus action. Uh, well, fun. first of it all, is. it's a touch spell, and he's 50 feet in the air. Oh, and secondly, touch him? you can only use it once per day, and you literally used it on the monk as you were running out of the shrine. Did I? Yes, you did. No. Oh. He was enchanted <laughs> by your style and your grace. What if I touch, can I touch him with my song? Like emotionally touch him? Yeah. I'm yeah, why not try it? Yeah, try I'm, it. Give it a shot. Nothing bad could possibly happen. Uh, fine. I'm going to cast at a second level blindness slash deafness. I'm going to make him blind. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What do I have to do? <clears throat> you have to do a constitution saving throw. It's a 15. Damn it. What, what was it? You had to beat 12. Oh, 12 is kind of low, Val. You should Fuck off. Wait, did I, is that supposed to go up? Did I not level up properly? Should I add five to it right now? <laughs> I Hang see on. that. Yeah, add five. Why not? So no, sorry, Val. It does not uh, does not work. Oh my goodness. He, he senses that you tried to cast something on him that did not work, and he goes, <laughs> like an asshole. I say, fuck off. No, that's <laughs> good, what I say. Was that Val Val's voice? That. Wow, I thought I that's, thought it was Val's actual voice. I'm so yeah. that's good voice work, David. So long. Thank you. Uh, Ellie is up. By the way, I forgot to level up Ellie until about three hours ago. Oops. Ellie's fucking good at shit, y'all. Well, Yay. do something. I know Seve and Ellie are just going to like lead the way. I feel like Dave and I are uh, like the weaklings who are just trying to like dodge and be funny around the actual wo- warriors who are leading the team. <laughs> I'm going I'm to make a Val voice that just says, I'm here for comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm here to steal. <laughs> That's it. 
So Ellie is going to draw her longbow, since it's kind of her only option at the moment, and just take a take a shot into the sky. Okay. So Ellie rolled a two, which is not going to work. So her uh, longbow arrow goes, again, soaring up toward uh, Foster Darkness, and he easily just moves to the side, and the arrow goes shooting off into the distance behind in the same direction as the chromatic orb as earlier. So hopefully no one's standing in that spot, whatever that lands. <laughs> it's just then, the same guy getting up covered in acid. Like, what's the, <laughs> oh my God, I'm alive. <laughs> what's the, <laughs> the, the, the SpongeBob? You always hear like, my leg, my leg. It's the my leg yeah, guy. It's, it's absolutely him. the my leg guy. Uh, my cabbages. <laughs> it's my cabbages. <laughs> it's the, pra- it's the, it's, yeah. Yes. It's Amazing. this, good. this character. Uh, we're back to the top of the order. So Stephanie. Okay. So, is my daylight having any sort of effect on him? Not physically that you can tell, but he's okay. not like, his skin's not like sizzling. Should I just do the fan favorite and go with Moonbeam? Icon. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to do that. We're trying not to kill him as I cast fucking Moonbeam. Fucking Moonbeam. And I shout, I shout back at you. Do the thing. Nine radiant damage. So this moonbeam comes cascading out of the sky as the studio audience cheers and, and hoots and hollers. Well, that's a good word. That's a good word. Which one? Hoots? Yeah, I agree. No. Um, and it strikes directly on him? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It strikes on him, and I believe it is uh, pale ghostly flames, right? Engulf him in searing pain, I think is what the yeah. description says. Uh, yeah, this connects, and uh, you you see you hear the sound of uh, searing pain. I guess, although <laughs> like, in a barbecue? like yes, like when your steak's done. Yeah, you know your steaks. Uh, you know, make noise. Although make vibes, it looks like he doesn't take as much damage as you might expect. Mm. You 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 think you did it pretty hard, um, or moderately hard, I guess, for a nine, but he looks less affected. Jared. You know what I'm going to do? Yeah, what are you um, going to do? I'm going to pull right out of my hat uh, something that I've never done before. Just Ooh. kidding. I'm doing chromatic orb again. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> except this time, I'm going to shoot a poison chromatic orb. Ooh, okay. So let me roll. Roll for it. <gasps> 17 plus 3, that's 20. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, this one connects as you as you hurl your chromatic orb up. Okay. Uh, where on his body does it hit? Uh, I'm going smack dab between the eyes again, right on the nose bridge. Yeah, this this connects. It hits him, and it uh, kind of splatters up onto his his forehead a little bit. This is, of course, still it still looks like Foster Grant. So some of it gets on his little uh, his little shirt he was wearing. He doesn't seem to like it, and he uh, it's actually his turn. So he kind of wipes his face as he's kind of uh, reeling from the pain of these two attacks, and uh, he looks. A little annoyed at this situation. So he is going to use his movements to come down a little bit. He is now uh, only 20 feet above you. And he is going to cast a spell. I don't know why I said it like that. So he uh, dispels the shadow blade. He kind of just opens his hand and the blade uh, kind of sucks back up into... Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, He started his turn... On, uh... Oh Christ! It's the moonbeam. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, hit me because I wanted. I have a cool thing I'm gonna do. So hit me. Hurry, okay, hurry up. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let me just make sure. Yeah, it starts its turn there. Okay, cool. Here we go. 
Well, he only took five damage because um, I need to throw these dice in the trash. But I've had those days. So he doesn't seem very affected. Uh, you can tell it hits because uh, some of his uh, shirt has like a puff of smoke come off of it from this. But he just moves right through. It doesn't really seem to affect him too badly. And he hovers down now 20 feet above you. And he dispels the flame blade. So the blade kind of gets sucked back up into the uh, shadowy flames around his body. And then coming back down, uh, sort of from his like arms, he forms two orbs made of shadow in each hand. And with each hand, throws them down in your direction. One at Jared and one at Stephanie. So Foster's orb that he uh, threw at Stephanie uh, goes wide and uh, crashes against the uh, the marble wall of the the pantheon behind you, um, and kind of when it when it hits, it kind of uh, dissipates into like a, uh, a a dark smoke kind of situation. But the one he throws at Jared uh, does connect on Jared's chest, and Jared is going to take eighteen points of damage. So except, except I do have uncanny dodge. You certainly do. Which Welcome means I will only be skill. taking nine damage. Yes, you will. So you do a how do, how does that look? How do how do you take less damage from the hit? What do you do to um, make it look cool? So I straight up I don't even give a shit. I'm full neoing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stand like stalwartly strong and confident wide shoulder and as it hits me directly in the chest, I'm going to do one of these, like, whoosh, like it sucks back in. And then with the reverbed blow, I'm going to, like, like flex. And I'm going to pretend that the space around me, like, bows out with the flex of uh, strength. Uh, and then I'm going to cough and be like, <coughs> ow. Because I still got her a little you bit. You still took nine points gonna, of damage, yeah. Are you yeah. deflecting it with your abs? Like, no, I'm are deflecting you, like, it. flexing your six-pack, and then suddenly it goes like, nope. And it tries to go around no, but you. No, with pecs. Yeah, it's with yeah, my okay. pecs, so I'm like yeah. squeezing my like with your gorgeous nipples. little rose. This is your nipple pecs. dodge. Yeah, it's like disappearing in my chest hair, and then all of a sudden I like try to flex it, and <laughs> in, then it's like it's <laughs> in the jungle of chest hair. It's like a soft yeah. little caress. Yeah, and then you're just like yeah. it's like it's like squeezing a marble between them and trying to hold them, and then suddenly the marble falls out and drops on my big toe, and I'm like, ow. So for all the fan artists, uh, Jared has chest hair. We now know that yeah. it's now canon. Thank you. Literally, literally. Please update though, your drawings. If you're going to draw me, it Not only does be, he have chest hair, it's enough chest hair to deflect magic. It, it Quantity-wise, it's quite a lot of chest hair. Yeah. I mean, A, if you're drawing me, it better be hot. B, well, it better be really gay and really like bara-y. Because if it's not, that's not me. I'm sorry. That ain't they me. call him Jared the Bear. It has like it needs to be gay as fuck though. Oh, like, y- it has to be pornographic, <laughs> just really, really rough and detailed stuff. Uh, Dave, I think you're referring to his uh, persona, Barrett. There yeah. it is. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Okay, we're going. What a fun podcast! Hey, Val, it's your <laughs> turn. <laughs> I'm gonna cast Shatter. Okay. But I'm going to also cast it at a third level. Or attempt to, I should say. Attempt. So, once again, you have to make a constitution saving throw. My favorite. It's a 12. Neat. Uh, where are you casting it? Because doesn't Shatter have a big radius that hurts a lot of other people? In the At, at any point at any point that I choose within range. It's not, a, so, it's not a sphere or something? 
uh, ten foot radius sphere centered around uh, okay. a certain so, point. So you're he's twenty feet. You're in the twenty air, feet. So you're, you're twenty feet yep. in the air. So it's gonna be right where your junk is. is okay. All right. Is is the center point of that? All right. Seems rude. So forty eight gave me a total of seventeen for damage. Ooh. A loud noise. Does that Thank also you. do anything to the to the the, the shadow stuff? His shadow shadowy stuff? flames. Uh, it ripples a bit just from the noise, but doesn't uh, none of it goes away or anything. Technically, because it's a loud noise. Let's drop the bass. And I, I want once again, I'd like to reiterate, uh, his junk was the the centerpiece of that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, that was only like forty five seconds ago. I appreciate it. So yeah. uh, he like a like a dad and since a, he's since okay. he's dressed like a dad. It's a video where like dad gets zoinked in the nuts by a football. Yeah, a so so it's big it's time. Uh, it's big time Char- Charles Grodin and Beethoven vibes, where he's like yeah. the dad trying to get his shit together, but like he gets hit in the nuts. Or uh, yeah. what? What if it looks like a dad at like a very important meeting, and his phone starts ringing very loudly? So it's like coming from his pants, and he's like, "Shit, I don't, I don't." All yeah, yeah he, he's embarrassed because his co he doesn't want his coworkers to know that his ringtone is Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the chatter noise. Um, yeah, it's so it's, uh, so it's let's drop the bass and then say you Spice will, Girls. say you won't. Is that Spice Girls? Yeah, that's not is. Spice Girls, is it? No, that is not Spice Girls. Oh shit! Okay, that's uh, "Say La Vie" by Bewitched. Yeah, that, that's right it that's is. actually his ringtone. That's his. He changed it recently. Um, hey, that song fucks. That's such a good song. It's such a good song. <laughs> I love yeah, that that's song. Why, that's why he changed his ringtone recently. Uh, so he grabs his junk and covers one ear with the other hand. Uh, that's what happens. Jesus. Um, Ellie is up. Uh, I'll say so I'll tell you because you would know because Ellie's your sidekick. Ellie got a new skill at sixth level called coordinated strike. Ooh! So basically, if you do an attack on someone, so an actual attack, um, not like a saving throw situation, Ellie on her turn can use her bonus action to activate coordinated strike if she's attacking the same target, and she will get a bonus two d six damage if she hits. That's fucking cool. So it's y'all working like in tandem, basically. But it's only if on uh, a target you have attacked on that turn. Me basically. specifically? Yeah, it's yeah, because she's your sidekick. Yeah. Okay. So the other two don't get the benefits. So so Ellie's gonna shoot her bow. And that is a ten plus she gets a plus six, I believe. Damn girl. Yeah, sixteen. So uh this arrow is going to connect. It's not gonna fly overhead and hit the cabbage guy. Uh, it's gonna connect. It's gonna hit right in his uh, right in his shoulder meat. One of Ellie's favorite targets is the old shoulder meat, and she is going to do, ooh, nine damage. Oh. And she she kind of uh, like pumps her fist and goes yes. <laughs> uh, back to the top for Stephanie. Get it, girl. Okay. Um, what's Just the fly tallest? Up, fly up there and what's find the him? tallest dinosaur I can be? Hold on. <laughs> Holy shit. What a question. That's a dino DNA. A dinosaur. Dinosaur. Okay. Bingo. Is an Allosaurus... Well, I guess I guess an Allosaurus... I, nothing's going to be 20 feet tall. So... I mean, Allosaurus. I can also be an Oryx. In real life, they were 16 and a half feet tall. So as the Allosaurus, that would put you at 16.5 feet in the air, which means you'd be in melee range because you're within five feet. Okay. Then uh, I'm going to do it. Do it. Tell me, how it, go look, for tell it. me how it looks. So 
realizing my moonbeam is not working. My daylight is not working. Uh, I mean, they're not not working. I mean, to me, it doesn't look like they're working at all. And I'm very frustrated because I'm very good at this usually. I'm, Or at least like in my head, right? Like I'm I'm better at this than, you know, but, but nothing's really uh, doing good. So fine. And I uh, turn into an Allosaurus. It's very cute because uh, it cute starts off like... A word. It starts off... Um, I mean, it has to grow from me, right? Like, True. so there's like a poof and then... It's a Do you anamorphic sized it's an a cephony sized allosaurus that just gets bigger and bigger, like the Pokemon evolution when it goes go, 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 and it like gets like way bigger. Like that. Um and then you're looking at an allosaurus. Where um, Cephony once stood. So I'm going to jump up and bite. Just Incredible. Bite it. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Tell me what happens. Uh, well, I make this here attack roll. Uh, that is an eight plus six then. So you jump to, to gnaw at this possessed dad figure. And it is literally by the skin of your teeth, you narrowly miss his foot as he lifts his legs and kind of floats a little higher and then bobs back down as you also drop. So close. The closest you could possibly be, let's say. To not hitting him. I am having a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie is pissed. So also, you are all standing pretty much together, right? Because you're all medium-sized humanoids. And then Val's a humanoid robot-ish shape. So Stephanie grew and is now a 20-foot, almost tall dinosaur. So y'all had to kind of spread out a little bit. Kind of just just go to the left and to the right as, as she grew. And as she jumped into the air and came back down, the ground kind of shakes and uh, someone nearby has a glass of water and you see it ripple, much like in Jurassic Park. Um, it's the cabbage thank guy. For, thank you for making sure we know what the reference was. Yeah, the cabbage guy has a glass of water he's trying to get after he's taking his damage and uh, <laughs> it, it ripples over in his direction. Uh, and it looks cool as hell. So now there is a dinosaur in front of the uh, these shrines and uh, it, it's getting interesting. Jared, it's your turn. Okay, so... I need you to play along with me a little bit here. Absolutely. I love playing in the space. So I'm... Is that we're not, we're not doing? We're not doing that right now? I'm hunched over. I'm breathing deep in and out. I'm like... And then I say something, but you can't hear me, and you ask... Okay, so... Uh, so I'm like... Darkness, as uh, Darkness Grant avoids this this dinosaur bite, he looks down and sees uh, the, the human muttering to themselves... And he says, what did you say? I said, you fool. This isn't even my final form. And then I, <laughs> I, I proceed and to... Then, once and then his a- nipples start glowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then I proceed to once again use chromatic orb in a very... Uh, <laughs> over... Like, it, it's, it looks very dinky by the performance based on the performance okay so i do this big charade and then instantly do this like little mini chromatic orb as if uh it were some big hoorah and hey, i got gonna... a question for the dm uh-huh even if even if jared is just a guy and even if he's casting just the same spell and the same spell is just chromatic orb and it's kind of really just the same thing but he's the guy casting it and he's just a guy is there any reason why it has to come from his hands so the actual D&D answer is that 
y'all are supposed to have a spellcasting focus, like a wand or a talisman or a staff that your magic comes out of. We it's don't really bother with that. So it's kind of just hands then. Okay. Can I cast but, it? But what if it comes out of his nipples? I'm just saying. His just... nipples are not a spellcasting focus. He can't do like a Superman hands well, on his hips, kind of chest out kind of thing, and then pew pew? Can I, since I'm casting from the heart? Oh, sort of, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, since I'm casting from the heart, can shot, it? Shot from can, the heart. And I'm to blame. Can it be <laughs> bequeathed from my bosom in sort of visual ceremonious fashion? Yeah, if you say it with words that make it sound like it's like old English, like Shakespearean shit, yeah. then it works yeah. in the fantasy world. Right? That's what I'm thinking. And Jared begat a chromatic orb from thy nipples. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was good. From thy, from thy nip. From thy nip. God So what are you so shooting one, out of your nipples then? Uh, fireballs. Of course you are. So yes. are you like lifting your shirt like you're flashing somebody? Are you spreading it like a, like a Superman situation? Yeah, so what I'm thinking, well, because I kind of have like a tunic type situation, sure. like kind of yeah. like a sweeping uh, open to see like the top chesties moment. A, a V, yeah, it's a V. A V, but like more of a U. But okay. what I'm doing is I'm going to pull down lower so you see even more and a little bit of the sort of like busty cavern cleave. The busty situation, caverns, yeah. The, ha- the hairy cleave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I pull down right at the V, that's where it uh, is is released. Harry Cleave is that's my also, uh, family's That's attorney. also what, what they know? called him in college. Harry Cleave? Yeah. My Harry yeah. Cleaves? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, much, to the, much to the surprise of your friends and even the uh, <laughs> possessed god-like figure in the sky, they're like, huh? And you see Ellie kind of go, what? Um, and yeah, it, it fires. So let's see if it's enough to hit him. As hey. uh, You know what? You know what, Jared? Do it with advantage because it's so surprising. <laughs> it's so surprising. He doesn't really have time to dodge. So see Hell if you can yeah. see if you can hit him. We don't really do uh, uh, inspiration on this podcast the way we play D anD D. So I'll just do this instead. Oh, okay, cool. So twenty one. That absolutely hits him. Perfect. So tell me how much damage you do now. Okay, go off. Eighteen. Eighteen points of nipple damage. That's that's nine per nipple. For those uh, of you at home keeping track. Yeah. Keeping score. So this amazing sight that uh this strange way of casting that you have developed for yourself uh works. He is he is surprised enough and shocked enough and uh offended enough at this sight that it connects. And what kind of damage was it? Fire. The orb explodes into uh a, a several ripples of fire that run over his uh his torso and his face, and he kind of tries to bat at it with his hands, like trying to dispel it and shake it off of him. And uh, yeah, he he's hit, and it uh, Hell yeah. it looks like it hurts quite a bit. You burned him with your fire, but you also made him blush a little bit, and because he's got his like dad rock sensibilities, yeah. he's he's yeah. he's not he's not completely against it, but not quite sure how to act around it. You know, especially but, just in case but, like his teenage kids are around, he doesn't want to be like the shit dad. Yeah, it's but but deep down, there's a little bit of a tinge of like interest. So I'm breaking yeah. his heart a little bit. It's at, like it's like time. if somebody who's over the age of forty first learned about what TikTok is and was really confused yeah. by it. But you know, you hey, could just say you know. me. You could just say Daniel Barkley, <laughs> but he's interested. <laughs> But he's interested. What's and a Snapchat? If uh, if Foster Grant was actually here himself and not possessed, he would have said, talk about too hot for TV. All right. Yeah. Because it was fire damage and it's hot. What if he did that, but in a demonic voice? 
talk about you. No, he's not demonic. That's not just to layer it. That, oh God, yes. You heard him talk. That's not his voice. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Everyone, calm down, please. Um, it's Darkness's turn. Darkness uh, seems a little bit surprised. We'll say. Uh, you all have a have a memory of this this idea that there is no uh, militia here. There are no guards. It's almost like Darkness maybe didn't expect any resistance, let alone to be hit with nipple fire and moonbeams <laughs> and a dinosaur and uh, and loud noises. A dinosaur. So, a dinosaur. So he's a little pissed, and he's going to use one of his actions to uh, he kind of raises his hands in the air and. On the ground underneath Stephanie, so, sorry, Stephanie Saurus, the rest of you kind of had to spread out to make room for Stephanie Saurus. So just under Stephanie, a series of squirming ebony tentacles emerge wriggling from the ground and they reach up and try to wrap around the feet of this dinosaur and sort of kind of poke and stab at it and... The creature in question must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. That's going to be a 15. So you you try to nimbly dino dance out of these, but they have already got a hold of you, uh, Stephanie-saurus, and they wrap around your legs and you have become restrained by these tentacles. And as they squeeze and wrap around you, you are going to take some damage in the form of 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Woof. Okay. For his second action, he's going to resummon that shadow blade from the shadowy flames around his body, and he is going to rear it above his head and drop from the sky uh, on top of where Jared is, trying to bring the sword down on top of Jared. And against your armor class, he rolls a 11. Oh, fuck yeah. He does not get it. I got 13. So as he is bringing the sword down, he's got it all lined up but you are still in the pose of exposing your your bare chest and his he blushes a little more and kind of kind of <laughs> has to avert his eyes and when he averts his eyes he he misses with the sword and oh it comes God. down right right beside you are you, you. guys flirting kind of are you is this four i know Jerry really is flirting it feels with the under way. god of darkness Amazing. So now he it is. It turns on... out that his chest hair is actually a separate entity that is just like attached well, itself and fused itself. Okay. With it's a Jared. it's a it's a dormant symbiote um, that one that day shit. will awaken and save... it'll, it'll overtake his entire body like venom. But save it'll just that be shit hair. for the slash fiction, everybody. <laughs> That's a good idea, Jess. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I'm gonna sit with that. I sent That's a really spinoff, good. chest friends forever. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay, he's on the ground now, right next to Jared, and it is Val's turn. I'm going to try blindness, deafness again. I'm going to make him blind. Okay. So that is a constitution saving throw. It is a nine. Neat. Okay. A big, so he's bl- stinky nine. So he's blind now. Okay. I'm going to stop rolling with the orange dice. So, uh, so that's, that's it? All? He's just blind? Oh, and then I... And then as a bonus action, I mock him. How? How do you do that? Uh, I point and I say... Laugh out loud. Amazing. That's what I do. Uh, Okay. As he comes crashing to the ground and uh, Val casts blindness, Ellie is going to uh, 
surprised that her friend is now a dinosaur, but ready to ready to to get some revenge for what he just did on you, Ellie or Stephanie. Excuse me, Jesus. Hell yeah. Ellie is going to draw her short sword, and she is going to start running. And she is going to run on top of your dinosaur tail to avoid the tentacles below her feet. And she is going to like run up your tail, up your back, and oh shit. Off of your back, she is going to leap into the air with her sword drawn and try to bring it down on top of Darkness Grant. That's epic. Fuck yeah. This is her coordinated strike ability. Does it happen in slow motion? It absolutely happens in slow motion, David. What a silly question. Just making sure. And Ellie. So I roll well with Ellie is the fun part. I roll bad with Darkness Grant and I roll well with Ellie because Ellie rolled a 19 plus six for a 25. Holy (laughs) shit. Okay. So he's going to take 12 total points of damage. Damn, she's like rolling this. And so she brings the sword down uh, in the same spot she hit him with the arrow in the elbow because she knows that we're not trying to kill him. But she is kind of pissed at this thing that he just did to, to restrain Stephanie. So she she brings her sword down and slashes him across the elbow and his upper arm. Uh, it cuts him pretty pretty deep for 12 points of damage. Damn, and, girl. Uh, She's not even like doing a cool little cute like a hey afterwards. She's like focused, so she's just feeling it. It's the dune song, the dune sound of that chant, like ah, ah, ah. yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> wow, Eric, where did you get the MP3 to play it so can perfectly? You believe that? I, know I can't believe so we, we can't play MP3s on here. That's a sorry, digital file. Sorry, clearly. sorry, I'm so sorry. It's clearly a recorded file. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I have perfect pitch, so that's like really crazy. Oh, that movie was about you, pitch <laughs> um, Stephanie. I mean, I'm just going to fucking bite it. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to lean down and try to bite him? Yeah. My girl just like kicked the shit out of it. So I'm like, hell yeah, girl. I got this. I got you. Munch. How hard do you bite him? Ooh, max damage. Okay. Uh, that was 2d10 plus four. So that's 24 damage. So this happens almost simultaneously as Ellie's cool... Um, cool move and I say that because I forgot mm-hmm. to do something on Ellie's turn that's going to happen right now so it's basically simultaneous um, as Ellie slashes his shoulder and you reach down and bite him where? Uh, I bite his other shoulder so he's double shoulder attack uh, you definitely you munch you munch him and uh, you hit him real hard you munch him real real good your friend Foster Grant will have to deal with these injuries at some point but uh, you get him but as you do those uh, shadowy flames that were around him as he's kind of reeling from the pain, they themselves reach out and one on his left side, go hit Ellie and on the right side, strike out at you, Stephanie. And you are both going to take four points of damage from these shadows that lash out at you as you get close and strike him. Jared, you are right here. You are looking at all this. You're basically face to face with him since he landed on you. And now on each side of him, you've got Dinosef and Ellie, uh, which means... He is surrounded, which means on if you roll an attack here, you will get advantage. Oh, great. And so he's holding the two of them, right? Uh, holding like onto them? Well, what happened to the tentacles? So the tentacles are, are, are under uh, Dino Stephanie's feet. Uh, so they are, they are holding her in place. Stephosaurus. They're holding her in place, kind of making her not being able to move, her feet at least. So... It's just my turn. I just go now. It is just your turn. You just go now. All right, fuck it up. I'm pulling out my short sword and I'm going to swipe. Take a swipe at him. Sounds like you want to swipe right on this guy. Yeah, I do. We have chemistry. Mm. There's there's tension. 15. 
That's going to hit. Hell yeah. You're going to swipe right on this boy with your sword. So I'm going to do 1d6 plus 2. <laughs> I mean, it's still just Foster Grant. Like, all the flirting you're doing, physically yeah. it is just Foster Grant. I know. Just with the dark thing eyes. Is, but the thing is, uh-huh. a lot of let's times... To, Kat- hey, let's try to have a little body positivity in this podcast, yeah. okay? Just because he looks like a douchey dad doesn't mean that he doesn't also need love. Oh, to me, I will say how I've seen him. Physically, he's hot as fuck. But his personality sucks his shit down to a zero. Got it. Yeah, like as a physical like dad type, he's like kind of built. He's hot as fuck, but his personality sucks. So I'm like, you're terrible. I hate you. Got it. Got but it. But now it. that he's both like dark, mysterious, and a little bit evil, and then also hot, I'm like, damn. Are you saying we should not fight him? No. Should we I just fight should, him? Should, we, should creating... we instead invite him to brunch tomorrow? You're already no, fighting him very creating, badly. It's creating more tension for us. Let us live. We're trying to have a moment here. Okay, so 1d6 plus 2. Let's see. 6 plus 2 is 8. He's like, wow, that's so hot and impressive. I'm like, yeah. Now his nipples are on fire. Here we go. My nipples are on fire. That's my favorite King Leon song. So Foster Darkness is getting his ass kicked at this point. He just got chomped by a fucking dinosaur. He got stabbed by a cool dino stunt. He's just been swiped across the chest by uh, by a benippled rogue, and benippled, <laughs> benippled, yes. yeah. Uh, so you s- you see the the dark eyes kind of. Uh, I mean, they don't really sparkle because they're dark, but they seem to get uh, more intense. They, they like sparkle. They sparkle. They, they sparkle, but with dark sparkles. Uh, darkles. Yeah. No matter what color it is, you can always see love. Okay. Yes, you can. And he kind of just looks upward not looking at any one of you specifically and does the cool, uh, the game of Thrones where he just kind of raises his arms really slowly. And do you remember that he's blind, right? Yeah. He's not, that's why he's looking up. He's not looking at anything. Okay. Just making sure. And as he raises his hands, uh, blindly to the sky emanating out of himself, a sphere of darkness begins to grow. Just because you all are magic users, you recognize, of course, this is magical darkness, also because it's growing out of a man. And this magical darkness spreads out of him and grows and grows and fills a 60-foot radius sphere. So it has encompassed all of you at this point. It spreads around corners, uh, the the corners of the shrines. And even if you have dark vision, I don't know which of you has dark vision, I think Stephanie and Ellie... Uh, it is completely dark. You can't see this even through this, even with your dark vision. Um, daylight lasts for an hour and dispels that shit. What level is daylight? Three. It doesn't work. Uh, the daylight is still burning bright. It's burning. It's, it doesn't go away. It's still burning up in the sky, but it cannot penetrate this sphere of, of darkness. So you're all suddenly in pitch black. You know, I mean, you know where you were, you know, in relation to things, but it is suddenly very completely magically pitch black no no shapes no gray very just completely dark and in this darkness as it is done growing you can hear some noises you hear shrieks of people screaming you hear gibbering from some kind of of creature maybe and you hear like mad scientist laughter and that is his turn val you're up but before you go, Val, 
Can you please make a wisdom saving throw? Mm. That is a crit 20. No shit. Yeah. Plus wow. one. So that, the plus one is Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh you're only gonna take half damage from this then. So Val, instead of taking forty-four points of damage, Jesus, you're gonna take twenty-two points of damage. As the the maddening sounds coming from this sphere of darkness hits you for some psychic damage. That's fucking and crazy. It is your turn to go. So I say Ouch. Yeah, I bet. Uh, How close are you to death at that point then? Because that's a lot halfway. of points. Oh, halfway. Okay. It would have been within one point. Oh, gotcha. To dying. Okay. But because I'm, I'm, I got wisdom, I'm smart. See, I'm going to cast dancing lights in front of me just to see if that will help to see anything. Okay. Uh, yeah. You, you cast what you know to be the dancing light spell. Yeah. Um, and you feel it happen. Like it's not like you can't cast magic. It happens. But uh, no, no light appears at all. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And I freak out. Uh, Ellie's up. Ellie's yeah. gonna make a wisdom saving throw, and I have Ellie's stats right here. Ellie rolled an eight plus one for a nine, which <gasps> no. is not going to pass. So Ellie takes thirty-nine points of psychic damage. Holy fuck! And no one can see this because it's completely dark. Um, we'll say. Jared, you feel it. You just feel this happen. Um, you feel Ellie fall to the ground unconscious. <gasps> oh no! You feel something fall and hit like the ground near your feet. Okay. So should I tell the group? Uh, you can you can get a free action to to talk. Like, and you can't you can't see anything at all, but you can yell. I think something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, in this in the sixty foot sphere of magical darkness, where you can hear people screaming and mad scientist laughter. I, I'd say something's probably wrong, yeah. Okay, uh, fine. I think Ellie died. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jared? Uh, well, oh, I'm, uh, I'm dinosaur. You're a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it's your turn, Stephanie. So you go ahead and make uh, that saving throw for me. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't too specific. <laughs> the wisdom variety. That is a 24. Ooh, zesty. Okay, you're only going to take half damage then. So 33 total, so half of that is rounded down, so 16. So you take 16 points of psychic damage. Okay. I'm going to revert back to uh, use my bonus action to revert back, so I actually don't take any of that damage. It doesn't transfer over. Um, I forgot you can do that. God damn it. Ah. And I'm immediately going to dispel magic to get the fuck rid of this. Okay, tell me how that works. Um, I'm hearing screaming. I cannot see anything. Jared just told me that uh, Ellie died after literally doing the coolest thing ever. My my ride or die is dead now, I think. So um, I'm done. I'm done fucking around. I'm done playing games. This is just I. I need I need eyes right now. So, okay. um, immediately dispel magic. Okay. Oh, fuck. That's a 13. Do it with advantage because you are, uh, hearing about Ellie has driven you to, to go hard. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, that's a, uh. Do math 10 plus what? Oh, no, it's, it's not 10 plus anything. Oh, that's right. That's, a, that's, a, that's the check. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Um, that's rude. 26. <laughs> 26. Okay. So uh, you try this the first time. Uh, you try to kind of spark this this dispel magic, and it doesn't work, but uh, hearing about Ellie has you uh, amped the fuck up, and you do it again, and it is one of the... St- you feel like it's one of the strongest things you've ever cast in this, in this moment. And uh, it's like that, that Constantine scene where he's like struggling to put his arms together to, to tattoo, to like do some cool shit. You're like, it's like physically straining you to do this. You're doing it so hard and you almost feel like it pushing back against you kind of like it doesn't want to be dispelled, mm-hmm. but you force yourself to do this so hard that the dark, the darkness sphere uh, recedes very, very quickly back into uh darkness grant and who knew you can now see the scene has been you know re-illuminated he looks freaked the fuck out that you did this like he his, the look on his face is like no one should be able to do that basically and get then, out of my friend i mean he's not my friend Ooh, and i look i look for ellie i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm so flustered uh so you are still restrained by the tentacles yeah, but um, I'm just looking. I'm using my psychic connection, yeah. trying to talk to her, find her. As you as you see him look freaked out, you look down and pretty much right near him because Ellie, Jared, and Darkness are all pretty close together. You see Ellie basically laying on top of Jared's feet, unconscious. Uh, it's Darkness's turn, and like I said, he he is not happy with his development, so he's not looking at anyone in particular, but he knows where he is in relation to the rest of everybody, so. He says, we'll have to do this again sometime and flies back up into the air and uh, just keeps going up and up and up and up until he is out of sight and you all just watch him disappear up into the sky. Ah, welcome, dear travelers, to the Quest Friends Forever Inn. Pull up a seat by the fire and rent a room in our podcast hotel. Okay, that's enough. Uh, Yeah, this is the mid-episode hello. Let's say some things and then get back to the action. First, we have got big news about our network, our podcast network. You know that is the Nostalgia Network at thenostalgianetwork.com. And we already have our podcast, Quest Friends Forever, on it, obviously, as well as the Nostalgia Podcast and the Lousy Advice Podcast. And now we are pleased to announce we have a fourth podcast on our network. It is called The Momos and the Appas. It is an episode-by-episode look at the series Avatar The Last Airbender and viewing the series as folklore. And that is hosted by our very own Eric and Jessica from Quest Friends and the Nostalgia Podcast, and a new member of the Nostalgia Network family, Dr. Amber Jones, who you might recognize from her two guest spots on the Nostalgia Podcast. She has joined Jessica and Eric as a host for this one. They have been working on it for a while. The first episode came out, let's see, listening to this on Wednesday, so last Thursday, which means there's a new episode out tomorrow if you're listening to our podcast here on the day it comes out. It is going to be out every week. It is a weekly podcast on Thursdays, every Thursday. The Momos and the Appas, that is on Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts, Apple Music, all that fun stuff. So give that a give that a look or a listen, I suppose. If you like Avatar or if you like Eric and Jessica or you thought Amber Jones was really smart on her guest stars, which she, of course, is, uh, it is going to be a fun series. It's a little shorter. I think it's only going to be like 30 to 45 minutes per episode, so it's not as much of a, you know, 
long listen like our podcast can be sometimes but um it's gonna be a lot of fun we're super super stoked the artwork for that is done by our own david tercero as well so it's keeping it all in the family and we hope you give it a listen and give it a like and a subscribe and you know all that fun stuff and hey speaking of liking and subscribing once you're doing that for momos and the appas you might as well do it for quest friends as well you know those five star ratings and the reviews especially go a long way to spread the word about what we do here on our podcast and any podcast can tell you that it's really good for you know getting the word out and letting people know that we are a thing and that we are you know doing it for you and then you know you're already on the internet at that point leaving all kinds of reviews and ratings for your favorite podcasts here so you know just also jump on to instagram or jump on to twitter or jump on to youtube and follow us quest friends forever there as well those are our socials there's also a tiktok which i promise we will eventually start using i uh am just the worst at tiktok there's a joke in this episode you're listening to now about how i don't do tiktok but you know i'll have to i'll have to get over that and i'll start doing it so follow us there as well it's it'll be a lot of fun i'm sure we'll find some good content i know eric and jessica are good at tiktok so i'll have to get on that 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 gravy train so to speak I think that's going to do it here for me in the middle of the episode. I will now happily return you to the content we have made for you. I will shepherd you across the river of this break and back to the shores of this good, good, good D&D content. We will see you two weeks from today. Bye-bye. Are the things still on my legs? Uh, as he gets out of range and out of your sight, uh, the all the magic that was happening uh, dissipates. So the the tentacles revert into the ground. Is that the sound of it when they go back into the ground? The... <laughs> That's what it does. I immediately Shlorp. run over to Ellie. Okay, she is unconscious. She's unconscious um, on Jared's feet. On Jared's feet. Check for a pulse. Check to make sure. She's got one. She's alive, but she's okay. unconscious. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm going to use. Um, oh yeah, I'll use. I'll use her staff of healing. Fuck it. Okay. Uh, so you can do cure wounds, which is a touch spell, or you can do mass cure wounds, which would use half of the juice of the staff. Yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, so roll three d eight. Uh, that's two sevens and an eight. So twenty two. So everybody in the whole group regained twenty two hit points. <gasps> Because this is like a, a big sphere that comes up out of this staff as Stephanie is standing over Ellie and you're all right there. Uh, so you cast this <laughs> this kind of this wave of healing energy and Val and Jared feel it. Uh, you yourself, Stephanie, also feel it. And Ellie wakes up. and But but the cool like movie wake up where she's like... <laughs> and she kind of looks around and sees that it's not dark again and sunny. And then she but looks... But she doesn't because I oh. immediately just like... Like hug her up into my bosom and just like, oh my god, oh my god, you're okay, oh my god, you're okay, okay, it's okay. Oh wait, Uh, you need to breathe. Hold on. Okay. As as you're clutching her, her, she says, "Yeah, Yeah, I'm okay." Uh, (laughs) And she pulls it back out. She goes, "Oh, um, did we get him? He, I told him to run, and he did. So okay, um, that's that works. We should try that more often. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Asking, asking. Asking politely, <laughs> she says. I don't know if it was polite. It wasn't polite. It for sure wasn't polite. But I mean, we can we can try it more. How are you feeling? Are you okay? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm okay. That was that sucked. Honestly, that was not great. But um, I'm I'm here. Val cuts her off and runs oh, okay. up 
and gives a big group hug around Stephanie and and Ellie, but kind of, I mean, not the most. Uh, I mean, Jared's delicate. right there too. Jared's literally they're literally yeah. at Jared's feet. Yeah, but Jared, like, you're, not Jared, you're just standing way. there. So it, while... it was almost like a like a I don't know, almost almost a tackle, not intentionally, but just I'm just hello. Hello, 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 hello. Jared, you're just standing there. This is literally, they're all just on top of your feet. You're looking down at all this unfurl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay, so what do you do now? Well, I'm going to go back to Feast. Okay. And be like, I need some information, please. Okay, so. Excuse me. So do that. Yeah, I just did it. Oh, that you're just gonna skip ahead to you're just back in the shrine. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Moments later. Tell, yeah, tell, literally. <laughs> we're back in, and oh, we're just literally doing that. Okay, so presumably Stephanie tells everyone the plan, <laughs> and you all go back upstairs. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. No, I have no patience. Like because my girl, I like that was terrifying, um, and so See. I don't even know if I told them the plan. Um, I was what just is, like, I, what is I trying probably to knock some skulls. I probably just like still adrenaline rush, still like pissed, just and like uh, feast. Okay, don't the rooms have a guard? It's interesting that you asked that. So you go back up the stairs. Uh, I imagine Stephanie just starts walking, kind of having holding Ellie's hand, but you guys just just take off. A hundred percent. I'm kind of dragging her because, yeah. like, you know, but I'm just like. Like holding her hand probably a little bit too tightly, but I'm fucking pissed. Jared, and I need answers. Jared and Val, I assume you're going along. Of yeah, we're going along. I'm a little distracted. I kind of keep like looking off and just like I'm I'm my it's obvious like my brain is somewhere else. Okay. Looking up <laughs> like where? Like where he flew off? No, just like around. Like I'm okay. my my brain is distracted, but I'm I'm coming along. Okay. So in your different states of uh anger or distraction you reach the top of the stairs uh back into this kind of buffer area waiting room with the the eight shrines around you in every direction um i'm i'm following behind but because i'm so worried about ellie that she's no longer carrying the staff of healing i'm carrying it behind her sort of like jogging along as everybody's walking they're walking but like in a hurried fashion i'm shorter so i kind of have to skip and half run okay so Think of it like 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 with like C three PO has to like hurry behind Luke Skywalker like sure. that's what Val's doing but holding on to the staff of healing making sure that she doesn't have to do anything that's going to be too strenuous. Yeah, I imagine Stephanie kind of just dropped it as soon as Ellie was alive. So yeah, mm-hmm. thank you for picking it up, Val. Uh, okay, so you reach the top uh, into this little lobby area and you see all eight of the like shrine <laughs> doormen guards or not guards but like you know the shrine attendants are uh, huddled in one corner of the room up by the, the light shrine. They're all just like huddled together, like looking around kind of afraid. He's gone, but he's out in the world. I need to talk to feast. You're safe. You're safe. It's okay. And I just kind of like, I don't really stop. I just keep walking straight (laughs) over to feast. It's okay. It's fine. And just feast. So you go, as everybody walks by, I also walk by the garden. I go, hello. Uh, One of them, Gives you a very uh, kind of a gentle, like a wave, like a, because they don't talk. Um, you go into the feast shrine. Mm-hmm. Okay. You uh, throw open the curtain dramatically, probably, and uh, they are not in there. It is it's the same shrine that you that you came into for the first time, except now, of course, that turkey has a bunch of uh, 
bites taken out of it. Feast. We have many things to talk about right now. He's, I mean, we tried to defeat whatever, but I mean, they flew off into the sun. I guess we'll have to r- circle back later. But um, right now I have questions that need answers. More questions. I came to you with questions and now I have more questions and I have more, even more. Help! Uh, a good 10 or 15 seconds goes by of nothing. Uh, Ellie, who is still holding your hand, kind of goes, um, and suddenly Feast appears. And again, there's no like puff of smoke. There's no noise. It's just suddenly they are just there. Like you blink and they are there. And they look um, a little like stressed. Like you imagine how you would look if you have, you know, five things to do on your to-do list and they're all having to happen by noon and it's like 1145 mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, um, and Feast goes, yeah, okay. Hi. What, what, okay, what happened? did the thing. What, what, what now? Well, I mean, you didn't because they're still out there, but, um, it's not my fault. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. It's super cool that you saved the town. Um, I walk in front of Stephanie and I say, Greetings. Oh, I am a very no, we did this, psionic we did this already. Lexo transceiver unit, model number XFCED0. No, I remember I was with Love. Now you. Zero, zero, no, one. You came but in. You can call me Val for short. It's you great came to at meet the you. End. If you listen to the last episode, you'll hear yourself come into the room. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, there's a lot going on for us right now. Uh, we can't seem to find darkness in, in our realm or this one. Uh, we're, we're looking, though. Uh, some kind of cloak which you know darkness makes sense <laughs> um yeah uh so i gotta get back but um hey thanks for, thanks for that uh you, you, do you guys want like a like a blessing from me or somebody go get a blessing on the house sure <laughs> thanks for your help wait fees before okay, you leave but what do we do now what oh. can we do now in the like okay cool like i get that you're right uh-huh. like i get you're doing your thing in right. your realm that's definitely fine. definitely need to and like you know, we're here to, to. I mean, we're in the mortal realm, so like, right. um, Got that on the loose, has to be taken care of. So what? What do we do? How do we remedy? There's a whole lot of things. Right. I feel like we need to work together here. Two cities. Um, I'm I, chosen one. You could probably talk to nature. Sure, and, sure, 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 and sure, sure, Nature sure, knows sure, sure. me. We're we're like we're. Oh yeah. Yeah, Highly I mean, we've never really met, but like they, okay. like, you know. Yeah. So um. um yeah, there. But uh, yeah, great. Uh, there's literally a god on the loose, and it is kind of our top priority. So if y'all want to just like get your blessing and then like chill for a while, I'll come back when I can, or you can leave. I'll find you. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I oh boy, I gotta, I gotta go. Okay, go, go get your we blessings. We will stay right here. Okay, we will stay uh, here. Hey, oh, hey, Feast, uh, before uh, you, oh, before oh, you leave. Uh huh. Um, when you find wherever he lands, can you just ping us? Oh yeah, yeah, I'll find you. Don't worry. Okay, great. That's and remember, good. remember, one blessing at a time only. You can't get all 16. Don't be greedy. Is one... there a list I can choose from? Bye! And Feast blinks out of existence. And you are now welcome to go to any of the 16 shrines of the Overgods and Undergods and receive a blessing, much like Val did already. I'm going to go to Light. Yeah? That's what Jared's going to do? I think so. Okay. That is pretty nearby, as you can see. Uh, it's just kind of catty corner. So uh, you leave the the shrine a feast, mm-hmm. and you reemerge into the lobby, and you see again all the all the eight attendants still huddling over there. They're they're starting to relax because you guys came back out and said it was fine, but they're still kind of just there clutching themselves. And uh, yeah, you're at the curtain of light. Okay, I open the curtain and I walk through. Cool. So it's much like the the shrine that you were just in, uh, the feast shrine. There there's candles 
along uh, the ground, al- along all the walls, illuminating this area, as well as torches up on the wall. There are, again, all kinds of offerings. There's chests of gold. There's jewelry. There's weapons. There are some, some spellcasting foci, like uh, staves and, uh, and wands and orbs and all kinds of fun stuff. There's, a, there's one of those, um, those balls from like, Spencer's Gifts with the lightning inside of it. Yeah. There's one of those. Um, all kinds of great stuff. And uh, you are standing in front of the wall, and etched into that marble wall is the symbol, much again like the cornucopia for feast. There is uh, an etched uh, sun carved into this marble. Perf. Okay, so I like look around and I'm like, I'm here for my presence. So, uh, in your head, you suddenly uh, it's almost like it's like you've answered a phone, kind of like no one's talking yet, but you hear kind of just like a, a din, a low din of a lot of voices talking kind of hurriedly and over each other. Okay. And kind of cutting above that, um, you hear a a louder voice as if, you know, a person talking on the phone, but the noise behind them. Uh, and they say, hello. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You hear them go. Uh, yeah. Uh, what can I do for you there? Hey, I'm looking for a blessing. Oh yeah, you're, you're one of those that uh, that was just uh, in, in, the, in the fight outside, right? Yeah, I saved the town. Great, 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 great. Yeah, uh, go ahead and just uh, touch touch the the symbol, and um, uh, we'll we'll be set to rock. I got, I gotta run, but uh, yeah, thanks for all that, and uh, we're a bit busy, so uh, yeah, go for it. Oh, that's so that's it. Yeah, just touch it. Okay, so we don't. So that I'm done talking to you then. There's no answer. Hello. <laughs> okay. Um, so I reach forward and I touch the sun. Ooh. Uh, as you touch it, the, again, the parts that are like carved out of this marble wall start to just kind of glow and illuminate and they grow pretty bright, brighter than the, the one Val saw, not that you would know, but, um, you know, brightness is kind of this one's thing. Vibe. And, uh, the brightness focuses in the center of the sun, like it grows to the center and then where your hand is touching, it goes into your hand and runs up your arm and down your other arm and all throughout your body you feel this uh shock kind of 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 radiant energy until it settles and jared has received the blessing of light which means once per day without using a spell slot you can cast the daylight spell so add daylight to your spells and you can cast that once per day with without using a spell slot uh you basically do it by invoking the god so it's called sunlight? Daylight. It's the same thing Stephanie just cast at the beginning of the last fight where it cuts through all this, this magical oh, darkness shit. Oh, yeah. Very interesting that you went for the opposite of your of your, your flirty partner. Hmm. Mm. Narratively interesting, says the person mm. creating the story. Yeah, I'm feeling very... Um, I'm feeling very harmonious. I'm feeling very balanced and I'm mm. feeling very blessed. Yeah, it definitely feels all those things. I mean, you literally were just blessed by one of the gods so he's, it is, he's, he's been eating a lot of bran yeah not well i have a lot been of fiber. I'm very i'm very regular that might that might be feast again but could be uh yeah and you feel this amazing harmonious glow and uh do you say anything that uh, once you once you're settled and receive it no <laughs> just very at peace very harmonious an interesting side of jared no, I say the word no to my by myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't say anything. Okay. Uh, while that is happening, I go. I go to knowledge, not nature. Sorry. Interesting. Okay, so I'm going. I'm going I'm to knowledge layout. because um, nature. 
I got nature. I don't know if I'm ready to talk to them yet. But yeah. I need to know things. There is a lot of questions that I have, and I don't know a lot, and it's freaking me out a lot. So uh, still hand in hand with Ellie, you walk out of the fee shrine as Jared walks over to light, and Ellie kind of instinctively starts going to the right toward the nature shrine, which is right next to feast. Um, she just starts walking that way, and then she feels you not going that same way, so you kind of end up kind of pulling her arm a little bit. And she stumbles back toward you and goes, oh, are we going, are we going to a different one? Um, I was gonna, but like, I got Nate, like, I'll, I'll talk to nature eventually. If we're talking, like, I need to know things right now. Oh, like, um, I've got a lot of questions about myself, about this, about darkness, about um, how to keep everybody I love safe. And um, there's like a, a different realm thing that I, I don't feel like I can yeah, comprehend. No, yeah. So we I, I'm going to... I was there. You could, you can go wherever you want, but I'm going over here. I mean, obviously you can. I mean, you're a bad... Did you see? Like, you ran up my the, the thing and then you went and you did... Yeah. Bitch, that was the coolest thing I have ever <laughs> seen you do. Wow. Okay. Okay. And she, she's like, uh, she's like embarrassed, kind of like she's like she's not used to being like told, "Hey, you're a badass." I mean, you're so always a badass, but like, oh, yeah, that know, was that was, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, wow, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's I don't know if I want to. Um, I don't know if I want to face nature, so I might. Uh, you you go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Uh, so yeah, you go on ahead, and you're at the uh, curtain of the over god of knowledge, which is uh right next to where Jared went. So. Okay. 20s. I walk in. I walk in unfazed, just very determined. Um, walk directly to where like the, you know, all the offerings and stuff are and just look at the symbol and say, I have so many questions. So you walk in again, same deal. Candles on the floor, torches on the wall, offerings. Don't even um, really look at it. Don't really care. I just, okay. I'm... Well, I have so many questions. Just since I wrote stuff down, uh, there's there's books on this one. A lot of books, a lot of tomes, a lot of scrolls as offerings. Not so much like, you know, turkeys and shit. But um, yeah. Uh, so you say this and uh, much like Jared, although you wouldn't know much like Jared, but you hear some some voices kind of activate in your head. And again, it's kind of this low din of like a lot of people talking at once. And they're kind of talking in, in hushed tones. And uh, you hear a voice cut through this kind of this this rushed conversation. And the voice says, Oh, came to see old knowledge, did you? Uh-huh. Oh, well, isn't that sweet, don't you know? All right. Uh. <laughs> Do you have answers? I have questions. I also, um, right. just just to let you, you gods know, I mean, nature probably knows already. Oh. We go way back. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I'm out of a job now. And I got a lot. <laughs> I mean, I can, I'm... Uh, I'm looking for employment purpose, something. So, um, if you, y'all need something here on the mortal realm and it's not like bad, like, you know, like, I mean, like not killing people for like a whole town or whatever. I, I got you. Oh. I got you. Um, but I need to know things. I need, oh, well, you, I, I need to know things. You, what is, you, you betcha. I'm sure y'all have their answers out there. Um. I can't tell if I'm from Scotland or Minnesota, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> don't, don't you know? So uh, maybe Scotland moved to Minnesota. Right. Yeah, Sco- you're an, you're a, a Scottish immigrant who Scotasota. Scotasota is where I'm from. It's 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 wonderful. So <laughs> Scotch and soda. Eh, we're all we're all chasing answers, aren't we, dearie? So 
I, uh, you probably know we're working on a few uh, major issues here uh, in our in our realm. We'll ch- we'll could have a chat though. Um, event- eventually, not not right now. Why don't you just go ahead and touch the old symbol there, and uh, we'll get you we'll get you all blessed up, and uh, then we'll see what we do after that. But I gotta go. A lot of pressing issues here. Uh, so go ahead and touch okay. it. Okay. Um, we'll we'll talk soon. Okay. Oh yeah. I, d- I never I never forget who I bless. Don't worry. Okay. And I, uh, I touch the symbol immediately, just full full palm, no hesitation, just giving myself up to whatever this is, whatever this is. So carved into this marble wall is, of course, the symbol of a book, which all our listeners know because I posted it and everybody checks our Instagram regularly. So you touch this uh, carving of this book, this marble carving, and again, the, the parts that are carved into the marble illuminate, they light up. Uh, they center on the center of this symbol and they kind of shoot into your hand and up your arms and up and down your torso. And you feel this warm kind of light, sort of a shock a little bit uh, flow throughout your whole body and it gets warmer and then dissipates slowly and you have received the blessing of knowledge. So uh, now that you are able to know more things, Stephanie, the blessing of knowledge is that once per day you can invoke the God to gain proficiency or advantage on any role. Okay. Since you know how to do things or they can inform you how to do things. Hell yeah. That is your reward for this blessing. Val, what are you doing this whole time? You already have your blessing. No, I get another one. Fuck you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Feast told you that would replace your current one. All right. Or you can replace your love blessing, whatever. A love might be kind of annoyed, but... So we just got into a big fight and the thing that happened that like normally I can always at least bring a little bit of cheer and joy and fun, mm-hmm. even if we're fighting and stuff. And I, I like to make kids laugh and, 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 and have a joyful life with my dancing lights. Great. But when I did my dancing lights during the fight and I couldn't see them kind of, kind of mess with me a little bit, which like things are getting serious and I can't help since that happened. I can't help, but think about what happened with the seers and how they're all afraid of me. And I know that I didn't really pay attention much. I think I was mostly just happy to be next to Stephanie holding her hand and stuff. But somewhere I remember overhearing somebody say something about being built for war. And so Mm -hmm. I think at the time like this, it's probably a good idea to go get a blessing from the God of war. Wow. Okay. So, so I'm as, going to war. Okay. Uh, when Stephanie and Jared go into their shrines, Val goes back downstairs. And Val exits the shrines, the door that y'all came in, and goes downstairs to the shrines of the undergods, where there are similarly the, uh, the eight attendants down here. It's the exact same layout, right? The same marble, the same layout, the same curtains, the same attendants, uh, just downstairs. Uh, the, the ones down here have already kind of resumed their posts. They're sort of straightening out their tunics and resuming their posts, ready for business as usual again. Val um, already knows that this is like a scary thing. So uh, Val slowly walks in to this room with the guards and the doors, kind of like mm-hmm. like, a, like a hesitant kid who's like been called to the principal's office kind of thing. Okay. The robot's hands are sort of tapping together a little bit, like tap, 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 real mm-hmm. hesitant. Uh, Val's glass dome is the color of orange for like okay. caution. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you walk up to the, the war train? I do. 
there I walk is... up and I and, and I very hesitantly Hello. There is a uh bugbear attendant standing there wearing a gray tunic with the uh the symbol of war on it, which is of course an axe, a big old axe. And uh they look at you and they just nod and they slide up in the curtain and motion their hand in. Uh there's a good solid 10 seconds of Val just looking in the room before taking the first step in there. Mm-hmm. And Val goes in uh, very slowly, trying to be aware of all of their surroundings, um, constantly turning left and right while they're just slowly walking forward. So similar layout. Now you've been in three shrines <laughs> more than anybody else. Uh, he's got candles. You got, you got the, the torches on the wall. The, the offerings here are uh, it's a lot more weapons. Uh, there's weapons. There uh, are some skulls. Uh, you notice there is uh, one of those uh, ear necklaces. God. Um, there are, uh, there's like a vial of blood. There's uh, some of the weapons have blood stains on them. It is a, oh my a, little, goodness. a little brutal in here. Oh my and goodness. Of, of course, on the wall there uh, is the, the carved sign of the axe, the symbol of the axe. So I walk up and I touch it. Oh, you didn't even say anything? No. Okay. So you touch it. Uh, so you don't hear any voices, Val. Um, it takes a second, but uh, eventually the, the the symbol does illuminate and does activate. And this light that takes up the space of the axe uh, shoots into your robot hand and bounces around your body. Uh, it's a little less pleasant than the one for love. The one for love was just like a, a warm blanket or a, fr- a hug from a trusted friend. This is like it's kind of uh, shooting around your body looking for where it wants to land for a second until it eventually dissipates. Ugh. And... Um, you do hear a voice at this point, but it's the voice of love who says, change your mind, huh? We'll see about that. And uh, the voice goes away. And you have received you have received the blessing of war, Val. You have been granted oh my goodness. the ability called spin attack, which uh, I'll send you in a second here. Uh, basically, you can now do a 360 spin attack on more than one target if you're in melee range, which okay. is going to look cool as fuck for a robot doing. Sure. So it's not something that you're normally allowed to do. But anyway. Big Rob vibes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jared, you're the first one to, to walk out of your shrine. Everyone else is still in their shrines, and you walk out, and you're back in this lobby. Uh, what do you okay. do? I don't know. I guess I wait. <laughs> okay. Should I should I sure. cause a scene? I don't know. No. Should I I just, like... You do whatever you want. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll wait. All the attendants have re re uh, re gone to their posts. Uh, you don't see anybody else. Ellie is in a shrine, but the attendants are all there. Yeah, they they've resumed their posts. Oh, okay. Walk out. So I go. I look over to the um, attendant who's guarding air. Okay. And I say, uh, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a human guy, and he kind of just looks at you and does the reverse nod. The, you know, okay. I can say hey, but they don't talk, so they don't say hey at all. And then, and then I'm like, uh, uh, pretty crazy day, huh? He gives you the big eyebrows and nods. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty nuts. He kind of, he knows it's awkward, so he's kind of looking around, like, oh, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ask him if he? Do you ask him if he benches? It's a uh, pretty cool place. Uh, you, you like a, like, I, I don't know. It's not like a business, but like it's a pretty cool uh, spot. You guys got. Uh, running here he starts to he kind of scratches the back of his neck like nodding like yeah uh." um but 
that's when you hear some footsteps coming up the stairs. Uh, not robot footsteps, but uh, different footsteps coming up the stairs toward this to the top of the shrine. Okay. I look towards the footsteps. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, so up. you turn and the, the attendant turns. All the attendants kind of turn. Like maybe, maybe it's reopened for business. And up the steps comes a halfling man wearing a brown tunic with shoulder-length curly brown hair that looks like it hasn't been washed in a while. He's got dark circles under his eyes, some dirt on his face. Uh, disheveled seems like the most appropriate adjective that pops into your mind. And you instantly recognize him as the halfling that has been From appearing in your dreams for the past several weeks. And his eyes are locked on you. And he's got a, uh, a big smile on his face, despite his, his disheveled appearance. He has a big smile on his face. It's like, um, like imagine a, a kid at a theme park about to meet like their favorite character. Like, oh my God. And he reaches the top of the steps and is just beaming. And he says, it's great to finally see you in person again. And he extends his hand for a handshake. Uh, I say, what's up? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, that's... Um, I interrupt him. Why were you in my dreams? He looks kind of hurt that you didn't uh, kind of return his, his greeting. Uh, like you uh, sort of hurt his feelings. And he goes, oh, uh, okay, cool. Um... Well, uh, I guess we should. I guess we should talk. I guess we should. All right. And he sighs and he kind of collects himself and goes, "Let's figure out how to get you back. Get me back where? Come on, you, you pulling my leg. I, I, I know. I'm like, come on, don't embarrass me. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, back to the other world." This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like... The patriarchy. Systemic racism. Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations. And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not Nostalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not Nostalgia. <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye!